Welcome into another episode of the Calcio Connection podcast, connecting with you Italian football fans from all over the world. I actually have a smile on my face today. Inter actually won convincingly at Sassuolo 3-0. So from crisis to second place in the Serie A table, at least provisionally, within really a matter of a few hours. So I'm feeling great. Alex Dono alongside our favorite Laziale. Jerry Mancini. Now, Jerry's Lazio are going to be playing tomorrow, but Jerry, of course, still celebrating a Champions win, Champions League win from a few days ago. How you doing, Jerry? I uh, can't complain, man. Lazio won this week. Juventus tied today. They are... I'm not going to call any names out from previous pods, and, and I'm not that kind of guy, but I've heard some takes about how people are so thinking that Juventus was the real deal after last weekend against Cagliari. Let's get something straight. They had Nandes out, which really hurt their midfield. I didn't watch mm-hmm. the game, but when you hear that Nandes is out, that kind of like gives Cagliari their, their main ingredient, and it hurts them. So they looked really good, apparently, Juventus last weekend. Today, they did not look good, and when they did have chances, they didn't score. This is a team that has a recipe for disaster. There's just so many... New play. There's new players in. There's the chemistry that has to be built. We. I'm not going to go into in, into depth of Juventus because I'm just happy they tied today. Yeah, and, one and one to me, against Benevento was it was pretty shocking, especially since, um, you know, after after Benevento had the equalizer, Juventus had all that time to find the breakthrough, and I was just sh- and they even added on six minutes. They added on six minutes of extra time, and they couldn't get the winner. I was shocked. Yeah, you, you, I, I, I didn't understand. Where the heck did the six minutes come from? That's what I didn't understand because I didn't think there was enough stoppage time to to come up with six minutes. But I'll say one thing on, on the record now. Best goalkeeper this season, Di Silvestri from Verona. I think way better than the, uh, Donnarumma. I think he's better than Donnarumma I, this season. Not overall. I don't know about I'm that. Saying this they're season. I'm they're saying both this top. Season. I'm yeah. saying this season. I'm saying yeah. that because Milan has good quality all around compared to Verona. And if you can compare the teams, I think Milan's is comparably better. But without De Savestity, like today against Atalanta, he makes what? Five, six huge saves to keep his team in it? If it wasn't for him, they'd probably lose five nothing. So yeah. Whereas Milan, yeah, I, I do agree Like he's one of the best goalkeepers in the world. But I'm seeing just specifically this season, you take out uh, Donnarumma, they're fine because they got Zlatan. And Zlatan's the guy who's carrying them. Whereas in Verona, it's not the same, it's not the same thing. But who cares about these teams because we got a happy man here. And oh, finally, God, yeah. Finally, he's got to win. And I know you have a lot to say. Yeah, so Inter went into Mape Stadium at Sassuolo. They come away with a 3-0 victory. Uh, it felt, of course, great to bounce back, Jerry, after the 2-0 loss, the horror show at home against Real Madrid midweek in Champions League. Uh, I've I've got a lot to say after this win against Sassuolo, and mostly positive. First of all, as far as I'm concerned, Matteo Darmian was the man of the match. Was good going forward. He assisted on the Gagliardini goal. 
that that one put the nail in the coffin at 3-0. But most importantly, the work that Darmian did defensively against Jeremy Boga was magnificent. He negated Boga for the entire match. And obviously, Jeremy Boga was a guy that I was really, really worried about. Uh, it was really a balanced performance. And what makes this interesting is that Darmian was playing the position starting right wing back that's usually occupied by Ashraf Hakimi. And I, I think Hakimi is going to be great. He's got the much higher ceiling than Darmian. He's got that speed. He's got that talent. But as of right now, Hakimi is not capable of putting in the defensive type of performance that Darmian did. So I know Conte is going to have some probably difficult decisions in some of the upcoming matches as to whether to start Hakimi or Darmian because Darmian was great today. You know, another good defensive performance, uh, you know, Nicolo Barella, you know, didn't do as much going forward in this match because mm -hmm. he was really locking up Locatelli defensively. I thought Barella did a great job. Locatelli, like Boga, had a very quiet match. I give Latara Martinez a lot of credit, especially on the goal that he assisted to Alexis Sanchez. Did so well to beat the keeper with that first touch. And that was actually, uh, first, it was a, a poor clearance intercepted by Martinez, and then uh, it was Sanchez who played the pass over the top to Lautaro, who made the great move, then played it back inside for the tap-in for Sanchez for the goal. So both Alexis and Lautaro were really good in that sequence. You know, um, another thing, Jerry, if we look at what happened to Juventus today with their 1-1 draw to Benevento, you wonder how differently would that have result turned out with Cristiano Ronaldo in the lineup because Juventus has been very Ronaldo dependent, much like Milan has been very Zlatan dependent. Inter has been very Lukaku dependent. Lukaku rested today. He did come on very late uh, in the game, but Lukaku didn't start and Inter scored three goals without him on the pitch. I think it was huge to be able to show that they don't necessarily need Lukaku out there to win, uh, to score three goals without him, Jerry, I thought was nice. No, well, Absolutely. And why why was Ronaldo out today? Was it just club decision just to give him a rest because he just came back from COVID and like with the international break and like I never actually looked into like why he was resting, but we're realizing that they don't have a third option after Morata and Dybala. Yeah, he was just he was just rested today. I, I I looked it up just to confirm it to make sure he was just rested today. Um, you know, uh, I think some people had suspected he might have been hurt, but Andrea Pirlo just said he's getting a rest. Well, um, I'm surprised that he didn't elect to keep him just on the bench, maybe come on as a substitute instead as a starter to keep him out of the squad is like, oh man, I, I know I've been reading the Ronaldo book and back in the day when he first started with United, I know that Alex Ferguson used to lie and he would really? say that. Yeah, he, he would say that Ronaldo was hurt just so he can fly back home. So no player on the team got special treatment, but Ronaldo, they had a special relationship. And he would fly back home to see his family because they didn't like living in London. They didn't like the feeling. They didn't like the rain. And so he would fly back home. So half this time, people wouldn't understand like why he would get the special treatment because he was such a, a gifted player, right? But... Sometimes I wonder if that's the case when he's not playing. He goes back home to see his family. I wonder if that's still the case, if that still happens for him and he gets the Ronaldo treatment because what he's able to do. But aside from, okay, so you have Morata who scored in a side note. At least I think Inter's depth has to be better than Juventus this season. 
because you got a guy like Alexis Sanchez who can who can pop goals, and he was playing good today. I thought he was pretty yeah. creative. He was very good. dynamic, very very athletic. He just was very in the game. He doesn't score. You got Lautaro Martinez. He doesn't score. You got Perisic, who's proven he can score this season. Yeah, he's been okay, he's been okay the last couple of games. I'm I'm not going to pretend that Perisic at left wing back or second striker has been good overall because because uh, unfortunately the guy's a left winger and there's not really a natural spot for him in a Conte formation. But over the last couple of weeks, he's been much better when called upon. Like he seems to be finding his footing a little bit. There's a lot of options in Inter. I find that even if Paris is not a true striker, he could still, if he plays in the midfield, he he's more comfortable scoring around that area. Pinamonti has proven with Genoa he could score and he he can be a good depth option. Like a, a, a day like today would have been perfect for him maybe to start mm. and get some minutes into his leg, in his legs. Um, a few, few uh, I'll go go ahead. Uh, well, go ahead and then I'll finish a few more where observations. You, but with Juventus, where do you go? You got. Yeah. You're you're so heavily dependent on uh, on Morata and well, I mean you you, you got players where's, you got players this? like um, I mean Kulisevsky I love um, maybe just not not that consistent yet he's still really young I know our our pal Daniel Lucci loves Federico Chiesa who did have a beautiful assist today but I I, I still don't rate him he's got a lot of improving to do uh, you know Paulo Dybala I don't think has his full fitness but he's also really struggled under Pirlo like like Dybala was the one guy who was feasting with Sadri, right? For as much as Juventus wasn't really Juventus under Sadri, Dybala was great last year under Sadri. He missed two. He missed the net on the left side today, smoked yeah. it wide, and he missed another chance. I, I don't, uh, can't recall where he missed it, but he had like two or three chances today where a healthy Dybala, or not even a healthy Dybala, but maybe a, a mentally... Sounded kind of Dybala, where he's not thinking negative, trying to do too much, um, just just keeping his game simple. And I, and I think we're seeing today where he's trying to do more than what is expected of him. And maybe wearing the armband wasn't the right decision for him. That's maybe added pressure. In, in the form that he's in, the way he's been playing, was it the right decision to give him the armband? Maybe it's to boost his confidence, to give him that leadership role? I don't know. It sometimes... I know he's not a, a, a true striker, but when you're playing up front as a striker, um, that can that can really hurt your your form. So it's funny how midweek you're playing Madrid, and you're you're you got people saying Conte out, and then three days later, everyone's like Conte is the best. Well, you know what? I, I'm going to get to that because I, I've seen a lot of Interisti still bitching even after 3-0. I'll get to that in a second because a few more observations I had from the game. Uh, Arturo Vidal was much better against Sassuolo. Mm -hmm. And I know a lot of Interisti don't want to hear that because they do not want to forgive the guy for what he did midweek against Madrid, getting himself sent off. That was a really poor performance. But I thought his performance against Sassuolo, and it was you know his cross that led to the own goal. But I thought his performance against Sassuolo, that's the reason why Conte you know brought him in. This is the sort of performance that Conte expects from him. So uh, much better today for him. Honestly, what makes me happiest about this Inter 3-0 win against Sassuolo, the clean sheet. This is only Inter's second clean sheet 
in the league this season in nine Serie A games. Sassuolo, by the way, coming in, the second highest, actually coming into the game, tied for the highest scoring team in Serie A. Now, after the game, they're the second highest scoring team. They've scored 20 goals on the season. Inter kept the sheet clean today. I thought Milan Skriniar was really good. He did have one poor pass that he played uh, inside his own defensive third, but other than that, uh, it looked like a, a vintage Skriniar performance, was winning a lot of tough tackles, making good plays, avoiding committing fouls inside the box. So I, I thought his day was great today. And after the goal that he scored, what can I say about Gagliardini? I mean, every now and again, the guy shows up. Fantastic finish on that goal, assisted by Darmian. Uh, and it's ironic, Jerry, because um, when these two teams met previously uh, last uh, summer, you know, the, the second meeting in Serie A last year, that was when Gagliardini had that just obscene miss of the open net where Inter would have beaten Sassuolo had he scored that goal. So maybe Gallia was out for redemption today, scoring a tough goal against Sassuolo after missing a really easy goal against Sassuolo late last season. Uh, and, and this is a stat I know Jerry loves. Inter, they, they put this stat out there on Twitter. Inter have won each of the 11 matches where Roberto Gagliardini has scored since he arrived to the club, I think it was January 2017. So in the 11 games where he has scored, Inter is 11-0 and in those games. And, you know, I, I thought Antonio Conte had the right game plan today. You know, they went with the traditional 3-5-2, not the 3-4-1-2. Uh, I thought they had a lot better balance today. You didn't see those big gaps between the defense and the midfield. Uh, they didn't overcommit to the attack. There was more balance defensively. It actually looked like an Antonio Conte side for the first time this season. And, you know, even if that may, for some people, not be their preferred brand of football, I think it's important for this team to establish the identity that their manager has found success with o over the past decade and not try to be something else. But but here's here's the negative, Jerry, that I see um, a lot of Interisti uh, still they find a way to bitch and moan about a 3-0 win. And I, I I really don't understand. I guess this fan base is so shell-shocked because of all the disappointment over the years. Um, I see people on Twitter complaining about the fact that Inter only had 35% possession in the match. 35% possession. And, and I see people throwing around, oh, 250 million euro payroll. How do you only have 35% possession? First of all, Possession is the most meaningless stat in football, okay? I do not care how long you have the ball. It's what you do with the ball. And second of all, when you take an early 2-0 lead on the road against an attacking on-the-ball type of team like Sassuolo, within 14 minutes you have a 2-0 lead, you can accept a, you can expect Inter to concede some possession after that when they've gone up 2-0 14 minutes in. So really, Sassuolo having the majority of the ball did not surprise me whatsoever. What did you make of all that, Jerry? The stat you just said. Two clean sheets in nine games, you said? Yeah. So, when you have one clean sheet coming into the game, you know your defense has been an issue. And I'm, mm -hmm. and I'm looking at the table right now, and okay, I can't get all the numbers. It, it just says goal differential is 10, so it doesn't help me. So, so you don't see what, what con conceded is what you're missing? They've conceded. So, I can see okay. if I can pull that up real but, quick. But when you have a team that's struggling to get clean sheets and keeping the ball at their own net, I think this is a positive. And I agree with you. Possession is the, the worst stat ever because I can recall five games. Probably they've, uh, they, they've conceded 13 goals, by the way, in nine games. Okay. And, and, and that includes the clean sheet today, of course. I think they're on track to, like, 
last year they had the least amount of uh, goals given up. This year they, they're on track to like surpass that their their goals against Mount last year. They've, and they've conceded the same number of goals as Sampdoria and Fiorentina, just for reference. There you go. So I think this is a very encouraging sign to see Screenier put in a good performance. Um, Bastoni was really good in that back end. You, you need a performance like this. We're going into your next Euro Champions League match. And I'll, I'll say something on the sign in a second, but it's, this is good confidence for a defense that has really lacked in confidence. Maybe the fact that they've been able, they haven't been able to to play good defense, proper good positioning, and I thought as a whole, the whole team looked very well positioned. Um, they 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 knew what their assignment was. They didn't look all over the place, and there was like that that grinta that that fight where they they were, were fighting for each other. They looked really motivated, and they wanted to play for Conte, and so. This whole Conte out thing is a joke. You're not going to get another manager at this time who's going to take over this team with the, with the players he has brought in. Um, I don't even think this whole Allegri thing coming in, I don't think that's ever going to happen. until it ha- That would have to start in the summer where he can start his project, I would assume. But uh, I like Gagliardini. I know people called me out when, when, I, when I root for him, but... <laughs> Here's here's my here's my my prerogative with with Gallardini. Why are you playing him against Real Madrid when you know that that midfield is outmatching him? Bingo. That that should have been a game where Christian Eriksen comes in, or maybe if, if Stefano Sensi is 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 healthy enough to even start the game, and you can coincide with somebody else. But and another thing. Look at the talent level. Real Madrid is a good team. I think people are are forgetting that. That is a good group. Mönchengladbach is not a bad team. They are a good team in the uh, the Bundesliga. Uh, Shakhtar has always given Inter an issue. Always. We saw this last year as well. No, we we we, cr- we uh, Inter crushed them in the Europa League last year, but they did have the the, the nil nil draw um, in the first Champions League match, though. Yeah, and then you got Real Madrid. And I know people said, well, they were missing five or six players. And but it doesn't matter. The amount of money that's poured into that team. And and you you got guys like Hazard who's back and didn't play the I don't think he even played the first game against Inter. Like there's there's so much depth in that team that it that's that bullshit excuse of we're missing five guys doesn't work with me. When you go toe-to-toe inter versus Madrid, Madrid outmatches them. Top to bottom. They're just a deeper team. And the last thing I'm going to say is that this team was never... The goal was never Champions League. So when people see that they didn't do well in Champions League, I don't think that shouldn't be as a disappointment. When you're doing well in, in Serie A, I think that's where you really have to criticize... You really have to critique um, Conte. And I know that Copa Italia doesn't really matter for a lot of people, but I think for Inter, it does matter a lot. I agree. Because, because you need a trophy. It doesn't matter that Copa Italia is not the biggest trophy in the world. And it, it's a building block. This is a team that hasn't won over a decade. What was last year's trophy against uh, Palermo, I believe, in the Copa Italia back in 2011, I want to say? Yeah, I think so. Been around a decade almost where they yeah. haven't won something. So for me... You win a Copa Italia, if it's not a Scudetto, one or the other has to happen. Something has to come home to the to, to Inter. 
or else it's going to be lights out for Conte. And and I really do that. do believe that he's done a good job with Inter. I don't think it's as bad as everybody calls it out to be. It's not it's not flames and fires and dooms and gloomy. It's like there, there's been a building process with Conte and Inter. Yes, there are some. And it, oh, another thing is Pepe Manotta spoke up and said that they screwed up buying Christian Eriksen. So yeah. he's got the backing where they said it was a good bargain. It was a money deal. They bought him for $20 million. They're going to sell and make a profit now. They know they can still get over $20 million for him. But Conte should have used him better, yes. But we don't know what goes on in, in the training. We don't know what his attitude is like. We don't know what the, even higher above. Maybe there's something in, in training he sees that this doesn't click. And Beppe Marotta has said that it, it doesn't... This is not the type of Conte player we should have brought in. So, and and I, last thing is, I think they still can clinch out of the Champions League group. It's a slim chance, but if Real Madrid, sorry, if Mönchengladbach loses their last two games and Inter wins their two games, I think that would help them. Or yeah. vice versa of Real Madrid or, or something. I, I, but I'm pretty sure if Mönchengladbach loses, I don't think it goes by goal differential. I think it goes by head-to-head. If I'm not mistaken, yeah, I, I know, I know that uh, that Inter have a shot if they win their final two, and they have yeah. Shakhtar and another with Mönchengladbach still left, so they're not they're not completely out of it there. Um, and you know, obviously, to pick up on what you're saying, you know, the primary goal, of course, is is a Scudetto, and guess what? They're still in the race. Okay, I'm certainly, I try, Jerry, I try not to overreact. To the negative or the positive. Sometimes I tend to overreact more to the negative than the positive because that's just in the Pazza Inter DNA. So the same way I wasn't completely throwing in the towel when the squad has been in poor form over the last few weeks, I'm certainly also not telling you Inter are, in my mind, a Scudetto favorite or anything like that. But I will say that uh, if anybody out there, and I know that there are several of you if you were completely counting Inter out of the Scudetto race over the last couple of weeks, it's not over. I mean, not nine match days in, they're right back near the top of the table. I credit to Milan. Milan's still two points above Inter with a game in hand. So if they beat Fiorentina without Zlatan, if they beat Fiorentina, you know, Milan's going to be commanding five points still atop of the table. That's fine. They've done very well. They deserve it to this point. But uh, but Inter is still in the race. Inter is still in the race. And, you know, to those who were completely writing them off or digging the grave for Conte's time at Inter, it's it's way, way, way too soon to make any judgment in that regard. And, you know, Beppe Marotta, you're dead on, Jerry. He did say that, hey, maybe Ericsson's not working out. This was a, a deal, a 20 million euro investment. We can sell him in January if it's not working out. I think that's definitely going to happen. I think he definitely gets sold in January. And, you know, Inter ownership, uh, Stephen Jang and Suning have also endorsed Conte this week, saying Conte out is not a thing. They believe in him. They're building the project around him. And uh, again, I'm not completely sold on Conte. There have been underwhelming things this season and overall in his time at Inter. But I also want harmony, right? Uh, I want the coach to feel comfortable. I want the squad to be buying in. And it looked today with the way that they were much more balanced in that 3-5-2. It looked like they were buying in. And I'm glad they were able to put the Real Madrid debacle behind them 
and actually respond from it really well against Sassuolo. So I'm not going to be one of those losers that complains about only having 35% percent possession. Like, get the fuck out of here with that. I'm going to be relieved and thankful that they beat a team in Sassuolo who were second in the table today, highest scoring team in Serie A. Uh, Jer- Jerry, uh, before we wrap it up, Lazio tomorrow, what's your outlook? Before I get to that, I'll, I, I, I'm really interested in this inter topic we're on right now. Sure, and, sure. And, and and this is I'm looking at their bench. Okay, Ashley Young, good option to bring off the bench. Mm-hmm. Lukaku, uh, D'Ambrosio is is a good bench player to come off. And then you got Stefano Sensi, Hakimi. There's a lot of good players on this bench that can really give a go f- with. With Inter, and they just have a lot of players. Now I don't know what their injuries, what their what the injuries are like for them if they have any. But I think a, I think this is a team that can really go far personally. And here's I, another. I think, they're, I think they're pretty healthy at this point. Um, I I can't I can't think of any. I mean, obviously uh, Stefano Sensi oh, is Kolarov's a walking hurt. injury. Oh, well, <laughs> Kolarov has COVID. Yeah, I mean. Um, Oh, and, and Brozovic has COVID. Yeah, so, I mean, as far as, far as injuries go, uh, they seem pretty healthy. But they, they do have a couple of COVID uh, positives, Kolarov and Brozovic. But outside of that, yeah. You He's got ankle injury, eh? Who? You know, Monty's actually hurt. I think that oh, was just announced this week. He wouldn't get used much anyway. And Vecino, too. I guess oh, Vecino. But he, yeah, he, he hasn't even debuted this season yet. But I, I think this team... This this is a a, I think Conte would be happy if he was out of Champions League. I know there no one's ever happy to be out, but if your project's the Scudetto, they can run into a situation like Lazio last year, where one match a week is perfect for this team with all those players I mentioned on a weekly basis playing and just focusing. And we know if they're in the Europa League, they're, they're, they're going to call up their Serie B squad, Dory, whatever, their Primavera squad, sorry. See, and, I don't and, know about that because they went for that. La- Maybe they only went for it last year because most of the knockout stages happen after the season. But yeah, I don't know. I kind of feel like, to me personally, uh, I know that this sounds weird. Obviously, I'd like Inter to go through in Champions League. If they can find a way to sneak into second place, that'd be great. But if not, I think I'd rather if if it's between third place in the group and going down to Europa League or fourth place in the group and just leaving Europe completely. I think I'd rather fourth place and just not have any European football and just focus on City because that might be their best shot. No, absolutely. But with my outlook on Lazio tomorrow, I I predict a two one win. I don't see why Lazio should not win tomorrow. We got Sergei Malinkovic Savage back. I been I've heard reports that or seen reports sorry that he will be starting on the bench he's not fully fit so it seems as if Andrea Pereira could be getting the start with uh, Luis Alberto and Lucas Leva um Luis Felipe will be starting on the bench but we got Patrick Radu Acherby back this is this is the healthiest team I've seen for Lazio I know Vidat Marici got hurt um I feel bad for him because it hasn't been the season yeah. Or the start that he's wanted, COVID, in the leg injury, now injured again. And I the second injury, I kind of blame the international break because he has been recovering from COVID and an injury, went to international break, played for Kosovo, played two out of three games, came back, came out as a substitute, got hurt in 10 minutes. Now, I know it was only 10 minutes to play, but it takes one freak accident 
takes one play just to 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 bang up something, right? So Correa has started to look really good um, up front with uh, Immobile. He's starting to get his legs, his juice. I think the game against Juventus has really inspired him. That that move he did to get the ball to Caicedo maybe has triggered him and instilled that confidence, that motivation that he's been missing for weeks. And I see Immobile scoring tomorrow. That's what I see. I, I see a goal coming from Immobile. Um, he lots of these back. He can, well, he's been back recently, but for a while now, Fares, um Nzagi said today that he expects Lulish to be back by the end of the, the month, by the end of December or before, but he'll, he'll be returning to the squad. That's encouraging news. Uh, this is a team where, that I haven't seen in, in seasons. I know last year was a really good, inspiring season where in the City Hour, they won week to week and they, they were really playing good, but this is a different feel, and I really do believe that the difference between last season and this season is that Lacho has depth. They got players where, yeah. and Zaghi said today, he doesn't care. You know, the, the, when he looks at his roster, he doesn't think about starters anymore because he has a five-man bench. So when he approaches his lineup, it's no longer a starter who's starting the game because he can elect to go with five substitutes off the bench. So sometimes starting doesn't really matter what you deploy with because at halftime you can make an extra additional two substitutions you couldn't do last season where you only had three so and and credit to Tari and Latito because they got him players he had asked they delivered and and how they've overcome so many injuries illness illnesses this is a team that I think that can really I I know I'm going overboard here but I, I wouldn't rule them out of a possible Scudetto like they showed last year. And and I know that a lot of people will think I'm crazy, but with the with the character and the adversity that they have overcome and have grown as a team, from COVID cases in Champions League missing up to 12 players to Lotito's dumb comments to his plain debacle to Gazeta Della Sport plaguing Lazio about the COVID positives and, they, and they've been wrong the whole time. And they did the they did the uh, the testing and it came back that Immobile and Leva were positive and that um, what's it called um, or I don't know vice versa I always get po- always get mixed up with this positive negative and <laughs> positive <laughs> and, bad negative good okay so they they were both positive and then they didn't play so they were negative they were negative I believe and and Sarkozy was positive that's right. Right. And then, but he didn't come in the lineup, so that kind of helped him. They, they made sure he wasn't in the lineup. And from all that, they did overcome so much with the team. And now, Peruzzi, the assistant manager under Nzagi, he is going to have talks next week with Latito because it was him that who refused to bench Alberto. And they're saying that this should be cleared up. And Tade knows how important he is. And this is a team who just keeps on overcoming so many obstacles. And, and credit to Simone and Zaki keeping the ship sailing and, and keeping everything together. And I don't see why, as a player like Immobile, who's now so hungry to prove so many people wrong for what happened, I don't see why Lazio can at least compete for a top four spot and maybe make a push. But never say never, right? Yeah, I mean, for me, um, I, w- w- with Lazio, I'm not thinking Scudetto contender yet at this time. I'm more thinking top four contender. However, in a year like this where Juve looks vulnerable, 
Inter or Pazza, you know, Milan top of the table, but you have to wonder if it's sustainable for them. Nothing, nothing seems impossible at this point, even even for Lazio and Scudetto. Uh, real, real quick, I want I want to bring up before we sign off. This is the first episode we've done since the passing of Diego Maradona. So um, I, I I was gutted, Jerry, when I found out the news late Wednesday morning that he had passed away at the age of sixty. I, I thought he was turning a corner after the brain surgery that he had, but he reportedly died of a heart attack. And I don't know that there's also investigations about his physician and, and things are kind of ugly there, but I, uh, it warms my heart to see the way that his life is being celebrated. Uh, you know, Napoli might even be renaming their stadium, the San Paolo after Diego Armando Maradona. Uh, I thought Napoli did a great job with the tribute for him before the Europa League game, all warming up in the number 10 Maradona jerseys. You know, I was watching Sassuolo Inter this morning. They had a minute of silence at the start with a tribute to Maradona, which was nice. And 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 uh, Lazio are also honoring Maradona tomorrow, Jerry, with the jerseys, right? Yeah, absolutely. I, I you know what? This is a team that sometimes gets caught in the wrong media. I know sometimes it's, it's the ultras and the fan base, but they're always pegged on something or. I'm really happy at this time they've really dealt this with this situation really well. Their media, I thought their Twitter account was really good, how they, they, they delivered a, a, a great message about uh, Maradona, the jersey. It's going to have his name on it. I don't know how many teams have done this. And, and you saw the Juventus Twitter account. I thought it was a, kind of a slap in the face. Uh, they just posted a video of him scoring no like words or anything to, to to and then they say we don't really talk about events but i seen somebody pulled up an event about congratulating liverpool last year when they won uh, i believe they won champions league so this mm. this team this team's a joke i'm sorry i juventus <laughs> makes me laugh their their social media makes me laugh but the last thing i'll say is I, i've seen a lot of people bash about his hand to god and drugs and he did this and he did that. Don't don't look at the bad. All I'm gonna say is look at what he has been able to do to change the game and make the game global and and make it more aware and, and allow people to grow and inspire others. Messi, guy like Messi, who maybe learned from Maradona and and took his moves and maybe grew it. And, and learn from these kind of players such as him and, and inspire him to become a better player. And that's why we have these kind of guys today because legends like Maradona in the 90s who who brought that level to the next person and to the next generation. So I think that we, we shouldn't look at what his faults were about what he has been able to accomplish and help the game and create good experiences and good moments. I agree completely, and we'll wrap it up on that note. Rest in peace, Diego Armando Maradona, uh, Alex Dono, and Jerry Mancini. You can follow us on Twitter. I'm at Alex Dono. Jerry is at jmancini8. Uh, we're going to be doing another episode soon. You won't have to wait too long. So we'll talk to you guys next time on another edition of the Calcio Connection podcast. Ciao.